Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Debbie Allen. You guys are going to love her. Thank you, Debbie, so much for being here today with us. Always a pleasure. You bet. Nice. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. 5,000 foot. Wow. Uh, first time I'm going to ask it that way. That's a biggie. Um, we'll have all day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I grew up in a, a a small town outside of Gary, Indiana. So that's not like a, you know, beautiful thing. It's not, it's like kind of, I call it the armpit of the U.S. Um, it was pretty much the uh, murder capital and car theft capital of the country. Um, and, but I grew up there and my father started a business when I was just like a, and like a senior in high school. He had never been an entrepreneur before that. He was a car salesman and he started a car rental business because everybody was getting their car stolen. And so um, there was something in me that always wanted to run a business. And I don't know really know where I got that from, but uh, I became an entrepreneur owning a business at age 19 because when I joined the family business, I said, I'm not just going to get a paycheck. I want to be part of this company and see it grow. And in my 20s, uh, we grew that company from five rental cars to 250 rental cars, campers, vans. Um, and then on top of that, we were the first uh, in Northwest Indiana to start a mini storage business. And my father went to the banks and they all said, this is a fad, like that's never gonna fly. <laughs> and I even thought the same thing, like what do people need those for? Like we have a house with a garage and stuff. And he, he said, get in the car. And he drove me around all these apartment buildings and like those people need places to put their stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. Um, and then we, we built that uh, big facility. It started out small because we didn't have the money from the bank. And then we just kept filling it uh, you know, with people waiting on a wait list. And, and then we proved ourselves, the bank gave us a little more money. Then we opened up two huge facilities. And then within a few years, we sold it to a major company called Public Storage, which is now all over the country. Then that was my first million dollar sale before the age of 30. Um, then I got tired of working the family business because it was just not my thing. It was just where I went, you know, and it, the, the scaling of it, you know, the growth part was fun. But um, at, at that point, I wanted to leave and start my own business. And some of you listening here, like you, you want that next thing. You're like looking for that next, I call it the next chapter. Uh, but you don't even know what it is, especially like for me, I didn't go to college, barely got through high school. You know, it's like, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know my next thing. And so, uh, somebody offered me to, uh, an opportunity to buy a retail clothing store. Well, the only problem with that, Michelle, was it lost money for six years and I never worked a day in retail. So everybody said, you're crazy. I <laughs> so know. Yeah. So true entrepreneurs know that when you say you're crazy, that means, hey, maybe I'll do something good. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm right on track. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's a fad. It's crazy. Hey, this is good. Let's go. And um, so I started that retail business and then I was a sell. I turned it from $100,000 to two and a half million dollars in two years. Uh, scaled it because I worked with 
with mentors. And back then I didn't even know there was mentors. They were just kind of like a mastermind group that I got invited to, like, because I paid my dues, um, not because I had the knowledge. I didn't know anything, but I just kept looking for those people that were going to give me the answer. And, and I think I've, you know, I've done that ever since, you know, my, my professors in life, um, you know, I have a master's degree many time over from all of the entrepreneurs that I've hired, you know, people that were already doing it and then say, you know, hired them and say, take me on the shortcut, get me there. Um, and I would just implement like a crazy person. Uh, and I was always a sponge to learn and, and do whatever, a very coachable. And I think that's, you know, that was the reason that I, I took that business, you know, up so quickly. Um, then I just built and sold retail stores for 15 years before I got into the speaking business and got into the speaking business because, I wanted to help people be successful. And I felt that I was, you know, handed this gift and uh, that I wanted to give it to other people. So, you know, that made sense, I guess, you know, I look back and I go that I want to be a mentor someday. I didn't know that that even, you know, really existed like back then, but when you have somebody that's helped you like that um, and that's, that's what I do now. I love helping people be successful still to this day. I've been speaking and for 25 years professionally, but I took the, uh, just the paid speaking business and turned it into more of an expert who speaks professionally. A lot more opportunities to create a lot more income that way than just paid speaking. Uh, and, and I love the nonchalant way of, then I just bought and sold retail businesses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, that's the entrepreneur model. You know, I heard yeah. that from a, from a mentor. It's like you build a sell or you build to magnify. And in my case, I did both. I build, built it from the very beginning to sell. Uh, you know, I happen to love business more than fashion, although I had a very big closet. Could you imagine, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but I love business more. I love the, uh, you know, the growth process. I loved taking on a challenge and then seeing it happen. And uh, that's what I still do today. I can't open up a new business every six months, but I can take on personal clients and I help them grow their businesses. And, um, and I still love it. And I do it in so many different diverse markets. And I, I think I'm able to do that because I've had so many different diverse businesses in, in my life. That is fantastic. I love that. And I'm a huge fan because I'm a child of, oh, that's interesting. I think I'll start a business now. <laughs> I've done that with a weird variety of things, but we won't get into that because this is your time. So, so no, it sounds like you had like the same childhood, right? Like my dad would start a new business every six months. I mean, those were the two that were <laughs> successful. I could tell you lots of other ones that were like, Okay, when he got in the porta potty, when he wanted to get in the porta potty business, Michelle, I think that was like my exit strategy started happening because something like, maybe you know, the business. <laughs> yeah, the employee doesn't show up for the weekend when they need to get cleaned. I'm like, you know, I know what it, you know, every do whatever it takes in business, but that was like kind of the end for me. I'm willing to lay grass. Come on, <laughs> yeah. I can handle that one. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. So right now, with helping people build their businesses and grow them, who who do you mostly deal with? And then we'll get into who do you love dealing with? So who are the majority of your clients? Well, I love dealing with every one of my clients because they handpick me and they and I handpick them. Nice. Uh, they have to be coachable. They have to be somebody that wants to learn what I'm teaching them. And basically what I'm teaching them is my life's work. Um, I'm sharing my years of entrepreneurial wisdom. Uh, I'm kind of like a business intuitive. Like somebody gives me an idea and then I can look at it and go, mm, let, let's shift this idea to this, or you know, or maybe it's a really good idea. And I go, I can see where can, they can go in their business and how much money they can make and what they can do in one year, two years, three years. I can visualize that um, way before they can. 
Um, and so that, that is my gift. So when I take on a client, I want to be all in. So I do limit the number of personal clients that I take on, but there, there are people that want to be, you know, do what I do. I mean, they want to be speakers. They want to be coaches or consultants. They want to write a book. They want to have an online course. They want maybe a mastermind, master classes online, um, all of the income streams that you use speaking for online and on stages um, to create, you know, coaching business and speaking business and everything. So, you know, so everybody kind of has a different goal from that. Like some, some of my clients are like, been teachers for 20 years like they don't even know how to be an entrepreneur i have i have clients that are doctors and nurses that you know just looking for their next chapter and they go that's cool like that's kind of a lifestyle business i'd, I'd want to write a book someday and i'd want to speak but they have absolutely no clue of how to do it um and some of my clients are multimillionaires already but now they want to give back so they wrote a book but now they don't know how to monetize the book um, so, you know, they're kind of all in different directions of where they want to be, but most of them are, you know, they've lived a life where they have some passion that they want to share it with the world. Um, and they want to, they want to monetize it, you know, and monetize it quickly. Absolutely. And when you say that, I want to write a book, I want to do masterminds, I want to do, I'm like, that sounds like a six-year program. <laughs> it's like, so you're Not helping people get all of that stuff done all in one year. Yeah. So like, here's wow. an example, like um, one of my clients, I'll take that says she had no idea to be an entrepreneur. She was an art teacher for 20 years. Stacy Danford, she lives in Texas. Adorable. Um, she has a great personality. She was already a kind of a good speaker because she was teaching for years, but not like she had to learn some skills of speaking and selling. And that's one of the things I teach my clients as well. So in a full year program, they're, they're learning speak to sell programs for me. They're coming to a couple of different events for that. Uh, we're doing their branding, you know, from their idea, we're doing the website, you know, so really building that entire business plus the skill sets. And so when Stacy said to me, you know, I only knew how to get a paycheck. I didn't know how to make money. And I was like, what, you know, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you'd think that way. Cause I never, I've never had a job in my life. So I never thought like that. Um, so, you know, for her to shift her, uh, thinking and to grow this business now. So Michelle, she took it from, okay, 20 years. All she made was the most she made was 45,000. Doesn't matter if you're a good teacher, you're a bad teacher, you know, you show up, that's what you're going to get paid. Teacher of the year, doesn't matter. You don't get any bonuses, nothing, you know, kudos, whatever. Um, and so her goal was to make a hundred thousand in her first year. And that's what she did. So we, after we built it and then she had, um, so she probably did it in about a year and a half because we had to build the business and build the whole thing. So to do that from where she was at was pretty incredible. And she started speaking right away before she was speaking, she wasn't getting paid. So she started getting paid, she started at $3,500 for keynotes, went to 4,500 and she started with keynotes, which is very rare. Um, she just had that personality and she's speaking on a topic of gratitude, which is really a soft skill. Um, but here's the thing is when she told me her whole story is that when she left being an art teacher, she went back to school because like, that's what teachers know. Right. And she learned um, neuroscience and she specifically <laughs> studied I know, a neuroscientist from an art teacher. Right. How do we combine those two? <laughs> and then her passion is gratitude, but how gratitude, how the brain is affected when you're in gratitude. And she studied this, like she had no idea how to monetize that. Right. And 
when how we positioned her and that's you know that's the key thing is expert positioning that's when it blew up because business people like to know how to use their brain better how to use now i wouldn't listen to like a soft silk gratitude yeah i know about that i'm not going to journal every morning that's not me but when i hear about how that can affect my brain that affects my business and my life and happiness, every now then i'm listening because it's like now it's science and so that's really what shifted her and people just loved her and uh she was selling she was she had no she had no email list nothing so i started i said get on facebook you're adorable just like get on facebook and um and do do facebook live like all the time and get people get a following from there and so that's how she started her following from there and the first time um the first time she launched a course she got she made twenty thousand dollars with basically a facebook and instagram following so nice. yeah so so yeah she had the direction she had the right niche that was really unique she had the personality and she had the guidance you know so that's one of my favorite because when somebody's working that hard for that long really being underpaid and she she just had no idea she could do it you know because everybody told her the same thing you're crazy you don't know anything about speaking who's going to pay you to speak on gratitude <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And I love that you're just going through all of my questions one right after another. It's like, that is a perfect Cinderella story. That's awesome. I love that. And talk to me about positioning, because I think positioning is huge and people don't really understand what it is, how it works. It seems like genie in a bottle kind of magic. How do you explain what positioning is to people and how do you get them to reposition if they're in love with where they're at? Yeah, because a lot of people come to me and they're just reinventing because, you know, when do you reinvent when you're not making the kind of money you want, when your marketing doesn't work anymore, right? Your positioning is too general. That's the biggest problem that most people have in business is they're too general because they're like, well, if I keep it really general, then I can get this kind of client, this kind of client, you know, but he's like, you can't get everybody. You have to narrow your niche. You have to stay in your lane. And so that's what the position is. Positioning, where could you position yourself as an expert? I'm actually positioned as the expert of expert, uh, uh, the expert of experts. And that was given to me by my clients, like, because I'm the expert who teaches people how to be experts. So that's, you know, I've written other books, but that one is really the, the main stay of my business. Um, and, and so I think that it has to do with really finding that narrow niche and then owning it even before you start. So from a very first call somebody would do with me, it's like I'm doing a business and brand strategy call. So it has to start with the brand strategy, which is your foundation. And so if they're the hardest one to brand is something in leadership, because there's so many things in leadership. So you got to find a real specific, you know, unique niche in there. And, and so how do I do that? I go look on a Google search and try and find something that, you know, nobody else owns, but it's keyword rich. Like when I came up with the title of the book, Highly Paid Expert, I was calling myself a business and brand strategist before that. Well, what's that? That's pretty general. But when I realize what am I doing? I'm helping people be highly paid experts. That's what they're doing. So then I, I, it's like, you're close to it, right? So then I, I, I started owning that. I knew it was going to be a book and it was going to be a workshop. I knew it was going to be a mentoring program. So I started buying every domain around highly paid experts. So now if you go on a Google search and you put in highly paid expert, I'm coming up on Google, page one, page two, page three. I mean, from, from YouTube videos to everything. Um, but you have to think that way when you're either starting out or you're reinventing um, is an area that you can really own in the, the category of domains. 
so that, you know, like you could have highly paid expert podcast, you could have book, you could just think of all the other streams of income you want to build around a business. And then that's the, that's the domain you want to grab where it's, it has to be highly searched on Google. Um, so now we're playing the Google game. Then I teach my clients also to play the YouTube game, which is all keyword rich, you know, and, and that gets them the, the, you know, the exposure. And I think that's why they move quicker because they're positioned under one specific niche that they can really own and that they're known for. So people might forget your name, but they're not going to forget, oh yeah, you're the one that speaks on that. You're the one that's an expert on that, right? So it starts from the very, very beginning um, and a lot of people don't do this right because they'll write a book or they'll start a, a podcast or do something else without even going to get the domain. And to me, that's like, <laughs> that's strategy number one from the very beginning. Right. So what would you say to somebody that has kind of their passion child? It's like your, the example that you had given us where she, her thing is gratitude. How would you work with somebody that's doing that? And they're just so, you know, I want to be a life coach and I want to help people to you know, find their happy space. Like to me, that is, it's a noble and a great cause, but it is so disastrous in business. I mean, you may as well just go out and start a bonfire and throw money at it. Uh, so like, how do you work with these people to say, it's not really about that so much as it is about what the, um, the market is asking for. It's like telling an artist to go and create commercial art without creating commercial art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. No, I said, well, are you serious? I mean, uh, it's, it's great, but I said, a hobby is not going to sustain. I said, one of the things my father told me leaving the family business is you better make this more than a hobby or you're not going to have a business. And that stuck with me. And so I realized when people are coming from that and I go, I understand your passion there. That is great. Passion is something that will drive you through really hard times because you're going to have ups and downs in business, but it is not the thing that drives your business as far as money. So that passion must have a business plan behind it. It must have a strategy behind it. Um, and otherwise you're going to run into problems in business, you know, you, and you're, you're going to take on the wrong clients. You're going to take on clients that um, are, are going to want to hire you dollar per hour versus, you know, giving you a big chunk of money up front for what you do. And um, so, you know, Hey, take the passion. I think passion is fabulous, you know, uh, but it, it doesn't sustain unless you build it as a business. And so, you know, I, I think when I asked that question, is this, is this something you want to make money from? Because um, are you coachable to do the things that I'm you know, willing to tell you about? Uh, and, and if they are, then, then it could be a great client. Because sometimes it just starts with the passion and idea. Uh, sometimes the passion, they hold on to it. I got another example of that, Michelle, is that a uh, young gentleman, he's 32 years old, Ben, a client of mine. Um, I'm still working with him. We started branding his business like the beginning of the year. And he wanted to talk to his market was, I want to help young male adults, early thirties, go get through emotions that they're not dealing with, you know, cause they're, they're not handling emotions. So they're doing negative things such as drinking, getting on drugs, whatever, right They're um, They don't know how to deal with their emotions in life and that's causing problems. And, and it was from his own experiences. So that was his true passion, all around emotional healing for that specific market. I said, okay, I understand that passion. I said, and we can go there if that's really where you want, but I'm going to tell you, we also talked about how much money you want to make in a year. And that's going to be a stretch because that is a tough market 
that doesn't have money, that doesn't believe in themselves. So what you're going to run into is when you get somebody that says, hey, I want to learn about that. And then when it comes down to have to do the work, you're going to have you're going to have problems. There's going to be barriers. And I said, I can see that. I said, you can monetize it. I, I think that it might even take you two to three years to even get that to a hundred thousand. I mean, maybe if you're doing workshops and you've got, you know, you built your programs up higher and stuff, but I said that if that's where you want to go and he's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's it. You know, if I do 50,000 my first year, I'll be happy. Okay. Um, so we did that. We created the whole brand. And then I just kept telling, I kept telling him, go into the HR field. That's where you came from. Your success is in HR. Like you have, at such a young age, he was traveling the world, opening up HR um, offices around the world. I mean, that he's brilliant. And, and you think that he's done all this at such a young age. I said, don't ignore that. I said, you know, just pay attention to that market and don't say no, even if you can teach your topic that you like around emotions, because, you know, they go through a lot of stuff. And so uh, then he started getting hired. I said, let's, let's start a fee, you know, what your fee would be if you got hired to speak. And then from his LinkedIn, before we even got the website done, somebody reached out to him, can you speak at this uh, HR group? Um, and can you speak at this HR group? I'm like, okay. So he had to see that's where the money was. And he comes back, he's like, you were so right. That's where the money is. I said, you can still help those other people. And so sometimes it happens where your passion uh, is to help people because you make money, you can go help them, right? That's like your philanthropy give back program, but it's not where your money comes from. Um, and a good example of that, another example of that is I have another client who was, you know, she was on, she got on drugs, she was in prison. I mean, her life is unbelievable. She wrote a book in prison. Like she's, <laughs> she is one of my superstars. I love her. She has totally turned her life around and she's such an inspiration, but, you know, she wants to speak to, uh, you know, prisons and, and people that are going through tough. I said, Hey, that's not where your money is. You, you go do that when you want to do that, but that's not where our, our marketing is going to be. And so it's just kind of the same with me. I mean, we all have our passions projects where we go, that's not where my money is, but if I want to go do that, um, that fulfills my passion, fulfills my heart. Um, but the money somewhere else. So yeah, good example of, of, you know, where, where passion can be positive and where passion can be, a negative if you don't utilize it correctly. Oh yeah, and I find also so many times when people do a pivot, they have a tendency to want to throw out everything that they just did instead of bringing it forward with them. It's like, hey, but there's parts of that that you're really good at that yeah. you can do in your sleep that if we incorporate it into your passion, like we can make something awesome and epic. And then like, well, how do I become an art teacher and a neuroscience and put those two together and and make a business out of it. But when you work with somebody like Debbie, you can. So give us a couple of stumbling blocks of what somebody might be going through right now. And they're thinking, oh my God, Debbie, I need you so badly. Uh, they're stuck. They're just not making the money. I mean, a lot of people took a big hit with the, you know, COVID and the shutdown. I, I especially if they were professional speakers and they had a one, they were one trick pony. I mean, you know, um, I reinvented myself from a, a one of the top paid professional women speakers in the in the world. I was really at that level of income uh, when 2008 hit the crash, um, and that's when I created other income streams and reinvented myself. So you know, if the money's not coming in, or if it's not fun anymore, like a lot of times I reinvent myself. Like it's not fun anymore. Uh, you might even be making money, but you're like, there's got to be something else I could be doing. Um, and sometimes people leave the corporate market and they go, where do I? You know, where do I go next? And I have a lot of people that leave the corporate market and are looking for something as a business lifestyle business. Like I want to, I want to, I want to do this business completely online. Okay, sure. 
you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to uh, get dressed halfway up here, get a nice background. You know, you can build business and get clients online. Uh, but, you know, they're just they don't know the steps to do that. Uh, so it, it's just really, you know, if you're not making the money, if you're not passionate or having fun anymore, uh, those are usually two of the biggest signs that you need to be doing something else. And like you said, Michelle, you know, pick up, you know, put package up your bag of tricks, your knowledge, your skills that you had from what you've learned, um, and then create a business around that because we're looking for experts every day online. We're looking for information. And, and so, you know, you don't have to be the speaker that gets on the stage, Just, you know, speaker in a podcast, speaker in a, you're just sharing your voice. And I, I think a lot of people get into careers, they might maybe make good money, but they've never really shared their voice. It was, you know, they were always doing something or making money for somebody else, but not really for themselves. Right. That was awesome. So how quickly in your experience could somebody scale their business either through the systems, the strategies, the support, the state of mind, change one of those things, how quickly can they so let's take, uh, let's take ground zero. So from an idea, I got an idea, like I want to write a book about it. Why do I maybe want to have an online course, you know, just coming from the idea. So it would take us about six months to build the brand, build the website, teach you some skills, how to put a webinar together, how to make a, you know, sell a program, uh, put together your speaking topics, if that's what you want to do, put together what your course is and outline that. Because I always agree that, you know, you sell a group class first, which becomes your course. You don't put the whole course together, which people make that mistake. They put, they do, or they write a book and they have no marketing plan. It's all totally, totally the wrong way. So I'm taking them with every step that works in the right order. So that is cutting probably three years off of their time right now. So after usually six months, I mean, some of my clients get, get, get uh, clients and get income starting to come in within the first few months. Um, and uh, so others are, you know, it, they wait to kind of build it and focus just on building the business and focus on the skills before they really kind of launch themselves. So pretty quickly, you know, um, most all of my clients are going from zero to six figures within a year, year, year and a half. Um, some are already at six figures and want to go three, you know, multiple six figures, three, $400,000 a year. So we found other income streams for them that they were just sitting on. Like one of my clients, he was doing 300,000. He had a membership program for realist, young real estate or new real estate agents. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, you're sitting on a gold mine here. Like they already love you. Like, why are you not, you know, let's introduce all these other income streams. So for, for him, it was just like he blew his business up, just adding extra income streams. This is adding VIP days for those clients that were just would die to spend a day with him because they've been in his membership program, um, masterminds, uh, you know, workshops. He hadn't done live events. So he's like he, he had been like stuck in what was safe. And he just, I don't know if I can do a live event. Like, what, what is it? What is holding you back from doing a live event? Don't think about it like 700 people in the room. Think about it like if you got 30 people in the room, we got, you got high-end programs now that we've, I've helped you put together. Like, you can do this. And so I would actually have him come and work the back of the room at my event. Like, see what it's like. Talk to the people. And he would just sell me, like, right? I'm like, hey, this is great, right? But, um, you know, he, he had to sit there and, like, study it. Um, and, you know, a couple times before he really went, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go jump in and do this. So if they already have something, adding those extra income streams and those, that extra income is easy. 
Nice. And I think familiarity is massive when it comes to building somebody's confidence and being able to help them pivot. It's not necessary, but it's super helpful to some people to be able to see you in action, see what's going on in the room, and just to be able to see what's possible for them. And then they start to wrap their head around how this little magical unicorn actually turns into a real business. It's like, no, this is real. It really does happen. <laughs> well, they do. Like they come to the Highly Put Expert Workshop and they see me you know, deliver. They see me deliver the information and teach and like, they see me doing hot seats on stage. They see me giving my clients awards. They see me recognizing clients and then they see me, you know, making sales and they're like, wow, okay, this is really cool. I could see how this whole thing can work. They have to come and experience it. And I have some clients that come back year after year after year, because that's like the shot in the arm. It keeps them going, you know, and I make multiple six figures in a weekend. And that's not putting hundreds of people in a room. That's putting like 75 people in a room because they're very specific target market that wants that specific thing. And so they're, they're ready to, to jump in and, and get that, that help at the next level. Uh, and then I have another client that I talked to just yesterday, a newer client, and she has 15 years in HR, another HR person. Um, and she has just been marketing on LinkedIn, like doesn't even have a good website yet or anything. Um, and she put together a webinar because she knows how to pick the hot topics because she's been in the market, what the pain points are. So she picked her webinars based on the hot topics. And then she has like, uh, she had like 200 people sign up for her first like webinar. I'm like, what? 200 people signed up for you posting this on LinkedIn? Are you kidding me? And then she's like, I didn't sell. I'm like, what? Ah, ah. <laughs> we got we to work on this. So, cause she's already ahead. Like she's got the years of experience. She's already got a following. She don't know how to monetize it. Like, and so she's going to make an offer for like $297. I'm like, no, 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 no. We are not making a 297 offer. We're going to get them to a call. So I put the strategy together, just educate them, get them to a call. I knew that's where she was comfortable. We walked through the strategy of the call. And then now you've got all your programs, put all the programs together. Now you got your programs at a glance. After that conversation, you're going to know where to plug them in. And then you're going to sell a high-end program versus selling 297. That's not even an option, right? With the ex experience that you have. And she just got off the call. She's like, oh my gosh, oh, this is like a game changer. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, right? Um, and it was like, for her, it was a tweak. But that tweak was like, I'm broke to like, she's going to kill it like really quickly because she's got the market nailed, right? Absolutely. I, it's so much fun to watch people when they go from an educational webinar to a sales webinar. It's like, you really only have to say these other six things that you already know, you just hadn't said them before. And it's like, and all of a sudden magic happens. <laughs> wow, these things work. Yes, they work phenomenally well. This is awesome. I could pick your brain all day, but I honor and appreciate your time here. So I won't do that, but I may bring you back onto the show again for a second one when we can specifically drill into some things. So I know that our listeners are going to want to hear more from you. How do they start their journey with you? Uh, well, my website, remember the name, I said like fame, right? Debbie Allen, it's pretty easy. Um, I was like, how'd you get that Debbie Allen website when there's a famous person out there? Uh, well, I've had it since 1997. A few reinventions, uh, D-E-B-B-I-E-A-L-L-E-N.com. Uh, if you like this concept of a highly paid expert, go grab a copy of my book on Amazon. It walks you through that whole process. And if you want to come and experience that with me, go to my workshop page, which is highlypaidexpertworkshop.com. I have one coming up 
first time live in two years. I'm so excited. October 8th and 9th, please. Let's just keep it. Uh, we, we Every day we go, please don't lock us down. We're ready for live. There's no other experience like that. And so, um, you know, we have a ballroom at the Marriott here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, a place you want to come. And, and hey, if this is what you want, come enjoy the workshop, spend a couple extra days, go to beautiful Sedona, make it a trip. Nice. We love that. Oh, yes, I do love that. Are you doing a hybrid or are you just doing fully live? Fully live this or time. Fully in person. Okay. Awesome. We love those. I was going to ask you at what point in life do you know that you're special kind of crazy enough to know that you could become an entrepreneur, but you already answered that, I think. Um, and I love that. As soon as somebody says you're crazy, you know, you're right on track. And I know it's the, the, the overcoming the challenge that has been kind of the intrigue that pulls you in, but what is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur versus anything else? Oh, you could do your own thing. I, I could never, I have to spell it J-O-B. I, I, that terrifies me. Like that pushes me to do more in my marketing. You know, I, I love marketing. I love business. Um, I would be a terrible employee. I just would be awful. Like what? I'm not in charge. I can't, I can't tell you what to do. You know, you know, it's like once you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you just can't go back. Right. Um, and where I've, you know, I've really tell people is you don't have to know the how. I tell you everywhere I made a mistake, everywhere I could have failed. And I prove to you that, you know, hey, if I did it, you can do it because I didn't know the how for any business I ever started. I just started with, like I said, the passion, then wanting to learn, being a sponge to learn it and, and, and took off from there and said, I'm going to be the best at this. If I choose this direction, I'm going to be the best at it. Not because of money, more of the achievement. I think that's what drove me. And I think that's the thing that drives me more now. Just like, I, I can do this and then achieve it. And then I can do this. Uh, and, and then when you do it, of course, the money comes instead of just following the money, because you're, um, you're not really, you're not really following your, your, your passion, your dream, you know, from that beginning. I love that you said something super important is you don't need to know how, because I think a lot of people get into that. I can't do this mm -hmm. because I don't know how. So they're telling themselves, I can't do this as opposed to I can do this. So just flipping that around to, I don't know how to do this, but I know I can do this because if somebody else can do it, I can do it and I'll figure it out. And it's just that trust in people. So those are my last words for the peeps today, but what are your last words for our peeps today? Well, and again, I'll add to that, Michelle, is you don't have to know the how, but you're going to need some help. So you've got to find your mentors. Um, I still hire mentors to this day. You know, when COVID hit, I hired three mentors last year. Just And there were things that I already knew, but it was like they were a little bit better in those areas. I'm like, okay, if I can tweak that and make it a little bit more, that's an extra 50000 extra 100000 in that income stream. And then there's this income stream, and I, I'll learn that. Um, and so the thing is, you, you have to always have a mentor. And I think when you get to a certain level, too, you always need a mastermind. So that's like the newest thing now. It's like everybody's going into a mastermind. Uh, my mastermind is all JV partners. So that's all we do. They're all high level. You have to be nominated to even get into the group. And then we support each other and promote each other. So that just magnifies your marketing. So, so that's the other thing is don't be an island by yourself. Get the help and, and also be able, surround yourself with other real high level people as you grow. Awesome. Love that. Thank you so much for your time today, Debbie. I appreciate it and I honor it. And it's been an absolute pleasure. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic that you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.